0: Are we ready? Are we willing? Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Uh, Happy New Year, and I suggest we call the meeting to order. Um, roll call. Mr. Lamar? Present. Mr. Kabicki. Present.
1: Ms. Hughes? Yep.
0: Present. Uh, I say we stand to look for a Pledge of Allegiance? Pledge of Allegiance to the flag the United
1: States of
2: America, and to the republic for which it stands,
1: one nation, under God, with
0: and justice. Okay, um, the first uh, issue of business is the nominations and election of the Board of Trustees uh, President. Um, so the nomination to the election of the Board President of this board here. I'd love to nominate Mr. Kubicki
2: as President. I would like to second that because I think David's done a good job. Well, thank you. That means and a lot to me. You you reach out to the people in the businesses and meet with them and I just think you've done a good job. In fact, I called you the other day to tell you that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's always nice to hear that. All right. Roll call.
2: Mr. Lamar?
1: Yes. Mr. Kabeke?
0: Sure. Miss Hughes?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. And with that, uh, we met the next nomination is the board vice president. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Mr. Lamar, you would make a great vice president.
1: And I would second that, too.
0: OK, let's do a roll call. Mr.
1: Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes?
0: Yes. OK, and next is the appointment of the representatives of the Little Miami uh, Fire and Joint Fire, Dist- Rescue, and District Board. Uh, I'm going to make a motion that we nominate Mr. Lamar. I think he'd make a great choice. What do you think, Susan?
2: Well, we got to put two on there. I say have the two that are on there now, <laughs> Brian and Melissa.
0: So Mr. Lamar and Ms. Taylor, we're going to nominate both of them. All right, I will second the motion. Uh, roll call.
1: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes?
0: Yes. Okay, and next uh, I'm. Uh, we have to appoint the representative to the H.C., the, the Hamilton County
2: Regional, Plan- Regional
0: Planning Commission Planning Partnership. I make a motion that we nominate Ms. Taylor. A second, that. All right, roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabeke? Yes.
1: Ms. Hughes? Yes.
0: Okay, and then next uh, the confirmation of the JEDS board president and representatives. I make a motion that we uh, nominate Mr. Lamar as president. Do I hear a second?
1: Second.
0: Uh, roll call.
1: Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for everybody for doing that. Okay. Um,
3: do we need to nominate representatives on that board, or is the, that t- the
4: two other? As a formality, you can, but the two other. Trustees All three of us. become representatives. Okay, perfect. The, Thank you. Uh, the JEDSI agreement with Fairfax calls for three representatives from Columbia and three representatives from Fairfax.
2: Okay.
0: Next, I make a motion to uh, we approve the signing of the meeting minutes for December 8, 2020. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call.
1: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes?
0: Yes. And next I make a motion we approve the special meeting minutes of December 22, 2020. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call.
1: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes.
0: And then we move to open form. Has anybody sent smoke signals yes. or SOS yes. or anything?
1: I have um, a note from Linnea Loos. Okay. Um, and I'm going to read it as she wrote it. It's after midnight on Christmas Eve, and Township Road crew is salting. Very wow. kind, very caring, very dedicated to service. We residents are so lucky. Thank you. Linilos.
3: Wow, I wasn't aware of that.
1: That's not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's fantastic. She in the there. back that they were out New Year's yeah, Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm. And thank you, Lydia, for letting us know that and paying homage to our Hard-working crews. What's, so. what's Linnea doing up so late?
3: Monitoring <laughs> our roads. No. <laughs> no,
4: but it is nice to hear that, so yes. thank you for sure taking the time to come
0: in there, but yes.
2: We have yeah. a reputation and we own up to it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now we're, okay, we we and now we move we
0: on to reports with the fiscal officer's report with the delightful, always Miss mm-hmm. Heathen. <laughs> thank
1: you. Um, December marks the end of the 2020 budget year. Our general fund ending balance is two million six hundred thirty-eight thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars, which is an increase of two percent from November. Restricted funds ended with four million seven hundred thirteen thousand two hundred eight, which is a decrease of ten percent from November. And combined, these funds total seven million three hundred fifty-two thousand one hundred ninety-seven, which is a decrease of six percent from November for the month. For the month of December, revenues are 190,926 with expenses at 681,317. Year to date revenues are 6,248,485 with expenses equaling 5,732,370. Our next significant revenue receipt will occur in April 2021 with the first half of our property tax settlements. Um, Columbia Township's 2020 2020 expenses were more than $500,000 lower than revenues. This is 8.3 percent, I'm sorry, this 8.3 percent savings is a testament to the conservative budgeting practices by the trustees and our professional staff. Um, Voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the costs of the public services, such as um, thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to use these valuable funds, like the Jet Z revenues, to continue to provide residents with a high quality and level of services.
0: Thank you. Great job. Okay, then uh, we move on to the road superintendent report with Mr. Servizi. Do we have any questions or any comments about that? No, but
2: that was very dedicated to go out on... Christmas. Christmas. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Not everybody would mm-hmm. do that.
4: That was the second time in December we had uh, snow or ice mm-hmm. around the holidays.
0: Okay. Then we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. They always direct Ms. Taylor. <laughs>
4: <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> so we always open the administrator's report with a thank you to our awesome staff. So we were just talking about the Christmas... Um, snow and ice clearing. Um, We, uh, I want to start with that we have another really big leaf season behind us and uh, also while the crews were picking up a significant amount of leaves, literally the day after we closed leaf season was Christmas Eve uh, uh, day and then overnight they were retooling all the trucks for snow and ice and then out, as we said earlier, in the wee hours of the morning. So, Uh, We put, we posted in Facebook a picture of the enormous pile of leaves that are snuggled in for the winter turning into compost and I wanted to share that our crews picked up nearly 300 tons of leaves Mm. this year. This is one of our most popular services. Uh, And the crews walked 165 miles during leaf season. And I wanted to say a specific thank you to our crews, John, Jamie, Jim, Dustin, and our temp, Alex. We always pick up a temp in leaf season because it's more than our small crew can handle. So thanks to our crew for uh, enormous leaf season. And uh, also, we got a couple of comments back on our post with Facebook uh, someone said that's a ton of leaves, and I wanted to respond, but I didn't. It's actually at 300 tons, but it was a really nice comment, so I wanted to share that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, a few administrative matters. The 2018 2019 JEDZ audit was completed and published, and there were only a couple of comments made in a management letter. And uh, we will likely receive the same when the Columbia audit is finished. But at the beginning of each two-year audit, the state auditor's office publishes areas that they're going to uh, focus on. And so they listed that they would like for the JED-Z, they they gave the JED-Z a very favorable audit and said that they would like to see the JED-Z have its own public records policy and its own um, records retention policy, the JED-Z has been using uh, Fairfax's policies, written policies, or Columbia's policies. They're the same because they're law. And they wanted us to make sure that we have a document with the JED-Z title on it in our records showing that that is our adopted policy as well. So we're going to make that change. Um, We did work with uh, Caroline and Office Manager, uh, I'm sure say Ms. Hegan, Fiscal Officer Hegan, and uh, one's good. office manager Kim Gray um, for the 2020 uh, Columbia budget closeout and uh, this afternoon we have the 2021 Columbia budget appropriation so that we can kick start the new year with the budget um, I just received word today and David and I were on the phone together that the US 50 crosswalk on Wooster Pike uh, at 50 West Has been out of commission for more than a few months because a driver hit it and wiped out all of the equipment. (laughs) And so, which is not safe because we had just um, installed it over the summer in time for uh, a Uh, really big summer season at 50 West and a lot of the use of the trails during COVID, and then it went uh, out of service. It still provided a dedicated place to cross, which is much safer than what was happening before, which was a basically every man for himself type of a crossing with dogs and baby strollers and such, but people were used to it, and then it went the light, the safety of the lights went away, so it is back operational today, and as a safety step uh, John Servizi and I talked and decided that we would uh, we have ordered a backup set, mm. so that in the future there would not be a delay. They would, uh, the delay this time was as a result of COVID and materials on back order from suppliers and vendors. And so, if we always have one in inventory, then it's just a matter of having it scheduled for replacement. So that's great news. <clears throat> Uh, continuing on roads, uh, Moffitt, and Ebers- Moffitt and Ebersole Reconstruction is done. Both of those streets were done as one project, completed on schedule, on budget, and it's a, a, just over a $1 million project and included a quarter of a million dollar Cincinnati Waterworks uh, water main replacement, and Columbia Township, my predecessor, Uh, Administrator Mike Lemon had worked with our engineer to apply for an OPWC grant loan combo. So half of our project cost was covered with a grant, and the other half we will pay off at no interest for 20 years. So that project cost was covered. On Hillendale, which is the other project that's under construction, it has been constructed as far as we can. The asphalt... Uh, plants closed for the winter, so when spring comes we will put down a final course of asphalt and Hillendale will be complete as well. So that is would wrap up three projects that we started in 2020. Um, we have four road and pedestrian studies underway. I went into more detail about these in a prior meeting and I'll have more updates at a, at a coming meeting, but leaving them active on Uh, the report, the Plainville Road Pedestrian Safety Study, which is to look at crosswalks in the Plainville Road area, the Good Shepherd Montessori State Safety Study, Uh, we're doing a 10-year capital plan for all of our road improvements to replace the recently completed uh, 20-year plan, and then, coincidentally, U.S. 50 crosswalk, we're looking at safety lighting and corridor calming uh, planning for that as well. The Ohio House passed an extension to allow us to continue meeting virtually. This board has continued to meet in public and we decided to stream the meetings live and post them on our website uh, for viewing either live or viewing at a later time. Uh, But that was extended uh, should conditions worsen and we need to go to a virtual. Some communities are, some communities are not. But that opportunity has been extended, extended by law through July 1st of this year. Also on the subject of the pandemic, the governor extended the statewide curfew at 10 p.m. through January 23rd and on vaccine availability. I looked into the likely timing for our road crew to receive vaccines uh, and uh, it will Uh, most likely not be until February. I know in talking the Little Miami Fire District has has been vaccinated and I know in talking to Lieutenant Enderly you provided counts but they haven't scheduled vaccines yet so they're following the you know 1a 1b uh, CDC recommended schedule, although states and counties can modify those uh, can modify those schedules, those are CDC recommended schedules. but I called Hamilton County Department of Health just to um, go on the record that uh, we felt that it was important that the earliest opportunity for the crews who uh, are responsible for snow and ice removal. Because the safety, for those roads to be open for the fire and for the police and for people who have medical emergencies. So we understand that there are a lot of people who are vying for getting the vaccine. And we felt that from a public essential worker perspective, that the road crews should take priority over the standard office crews because of the importance. If we have, uh, were to have COVID or any other shop were to have COVID go through, and then we're in the middle of winter and we have heavy storms, The result would be we've made arrangements to share um, routes with our neighboring communities, but that means that our typical, it's you know, top shelf, um, top rated snow removal that people, our residents are used to would, would be delayed because we would be relying on other crews from other communities to plow or to clear streets, or we would be out doing it for them if one or more of their crews went down. So that's why I just made that request of the Department of Health to consider that when they get to some future point, pushing the road crews up a little bit on the schedule. But I don't know that that will result in anything, but we made the effort. Uh, Finally, to close, in our We Love Businesses section, We still have uh, free ice skating for Columbia residents at 50 West uh, Brewing. certainly has been cold enough uh, this past couple of weeks for that. And we encourage uh, everyone to take advantage of that. That should at least continue through this month. And depending on the participation, I believe that 50 West, I don't know if you've talked to the Slatteries recently, may be looking at whether they would continue it or not in February.
0: You know, to, to your point there, I did talk to Charlie Severe today from Fifty West, and he did mention one. It's been a huge success, sixty-four thousand dollar question. I asked him, "Is will you do this again next year?" And the answer was yes. It saved yeah. them, uh, helped keep people employed, mm-hmm. uh, helped you know stabilize their business, and they will do it next year. And I said, "How was the Columbia Township kind of participation in terms of them coming back and redeeming?" free skating and he said he thought it was pretty active. He was going to follow up and and uh, check with some of his people at the door. Um, and In addition to the coupon code, he said our mo- our motivation was whoever came from Columbia, if they had any inclination that they were from Columbia, they were going to let them in. There was never going to be that you'd hear it from anybody. And I said well that's consistent because I've not heard one person complain that hey, I'm from Columbia Township, I did not get in, or I did not have my card or coupon or whatever, that they've generally said that it's been pretty uh, lax. But they said that uh, the the skating rink has been highly successful, they will do it again, Um, and that they're very thankful and appreciative of the participation because it was an experiment, and it's an experiment that Mm -hmm. appears to be going very well. So that's good news.
4: I really enjoy driving by and seeing Uh, all the activity there, and from what I understand, they gave, they've been giving Columbia residents VIP service. Yeah. So that's good. Thank you.
0: They knew to go please the Columbia Township residents was a a strong goal. So, yes, all good. And the only other thing I would add, Melissa, and maybe you could elaborate on this, is we'd also heard back, and I don't know how much we can say about this from Tom Brinkman, in terms of some of the grants we're talking about doing. But I would like you to, you're better at phrasing this than me. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, we've got good news. We've got a couple of grants going for some projects we're looking at at both the firehouse and doing some possibly um, mm-hmm. community um, participation in the firehouse and also at a property over on Worcester Pike. We've got a couple of grants that it looks like we've got the green light that if we do our part um, that we, we help me out.
4: So a year, about a year ago, you and Mike Lemon and I uh, co-wrote two grants to the state uh, capital bill uh, opportunity, and they uh, one was to improve access along Wooster to the Little Miami Trail, and the other was for a potential reuse of the uh, former Madison Place Firehouse and Representative Brinkman notified us. Uh, I think it passed, uh, the state legislature passed it right before Christmas and the governor signed it right before Christmas and then Tom, uh, Representative Brinkman contacted us. So n- now we're able to proceed with the ideas that we were exp- are exploring for both of those projects. One is considered cultural, which is the firehouse, the other one is considered recreation, which would be the trail access. So now staff and with trustees' um, uh, support and guidance can pursue uh, finalizing options for those proposed projects and then work with the uh, different agencies at the state in order to pull down those grants. So that was a all-hands-on deck. I think we turned those grants in it took about a, a week of really heavy lifting. It was one of
0: your first projects, wasn't it? Yeah, it
4: was, and we worked through the weekend, you, Mike, and me. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, so it was a success, and we received a quarter of a million dollars total. Mm-hmm. One project, the firehouse reuse, received one fifty, and the tr- the trail recreational support re- received a hundred thousand dollars. So that's another quarter million dollars for all of our grant writing efforts this past year. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I had. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and you go look and go. The, the things like this is where you go having the right people in the right place make a difference. And you go look at getting a quarter of a million dollars to go add value to whatever it is we decide to do with, whether it's the firehouse or down there on Wooster Pike. It's a huge deal. And also, I got to pay homage to Mr. Woosty because the way this whole came about was Tom Brinkman reached out to me because he had a project over in Anderson Township that he wanted to go help with a park. He knew Mr. Woosty had a relative that worked as a superintendent at that park and thought, David, can you give me an introduction an Introduction to Mr. Woosty he could help over in an Anderson Township at park. So I arranged a, a breakfast with Mr. Woosti and um, with Jim Woodall. And Mr. Woosti, as he's always been, very generous, uh, reached out and gave him a $10,000 check, which is exactly what they asked for. So that went through, and then we also got to talking with Tom Rankman about how we could do some things in, Madison place and along with Wooster Pike so it's interesting as one conversation generates another the political capital the the people saying we're doing good things and next thing you know um, you know we, we lobby for grants we write applications for them. Um, Tom Brinkman um, came through especially after covid and same with Bridget Kelly too I yes. that's, mm-hmm. in, it's, it's, you know' it's Bridget's uh, district would be the Madison place Tom would be over in Wooster Pike but um, you know, with the COVID stuff slowing things down and whether they were going to, you know, issue these grants, we've kind of been waiting for them. And now all of a sudden they do come through. So it's huge, huge news. And thanks to Tom Rinkman, Bridget Kelly, Bill Woosti, everybody involved, uh, Melissa, Mike Lemon, everybody. I'm, I'm David, saying David it, was
4: writing too. Uh,
0: uh, but th- this was a huge, huge deal. And um, so uh, it makes, makes us, the ability to go do these things much more palatable and much more exciting. And... Um, it's it's fun to see it walk, fun to see it all come together. So that said, I don't know if we have anything to add to the administrator's report.
4: Do you want to, while we're on the subject of grants and businesses, do you want to just tee up the um, 2021 business stimulus?
0: As long as it's all good news, let's keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> it is
4: all good news. So no, you go. Quit all right, like so good news. so let's wrap up the we love our businesses. So uh, everyone's familiar with in. April, we were the first community in the region and specifically in Hamilton County to launch a stimulus for our restaurants when the dining room closure orders hit and uh, uh, we were fortunate that later on in the year, as a result of receiving some CARES allocations, we were able to actually pay ourselves back. We had used GED Zone funds for that and worked with our partners at the Community Improvement Corporation of Greater Cincinnati. And for our efforts, uh, all of the businesses received direct grants to help retool from dining-in only, to uh, which they were predominant, predominantly dependent on, to carry out. And uh, it gave us all of us a great uh, opportunity to get to know our businesses even better and uh, help support them and keep them uh, open during a very difficult time. We all enjoyed a really strong, warm summer and fall. And then as winter came, the trustee board talked again about what are we going to do to, as you mentioned earlier with 50 West, what are we going to do to help keep employees on board and business doors open through winter and spring until about July 1, which is when it's projected by the CDC that uh, we may be, uh, businesses may be somewhat uh, back to normal, at least in the restaurant. So we are going to launch later this month for our residents another um, grant to businesses with a challenge to our residents. They rose to the occasion in April. It was a uh, show our businesses some love. Columbia Carry Out Challenge, because the focus then was carry out, get out. We gave VIP cards to all of our residents, and they were able to go to any of our 10 participating restaurants and uh, get carry out uh, um, as often and as much as they wanted to with discounts. And uh, this time we're going to up the ante a little bit, and we're going to offer $25 gift cards to Uh, One for each household to one of our participating restaurants and we're going to do it online through our website and then also through a phone call for people who don't uh, typically use a website. We'll make sure that it's user friendly for anybody whether they're digital or print and when we launch it we will send a card like we did with the stimulus last April. We'll send a card to all of our residents' homes, outlining all of the details. And they can go to the website or call us and register. And the first 50 residents will receive $50 worth of gift cards, so too. So the first 50 registrations get $50 and can go to those restaurants and enjoy a really nice, uh, whether it's dine-in or carry-out, You know, depending on the restaurant. And uh, we'll run that through. I think we were talking about maybe June, May 1, June 1. Uh, and we'll have that finalized here by the end of this week. And then we'll give the businesses direct grants. It'll help them uh, continue to operate through, as I said, winter and early spring until people start, the weather starts to turn and people start to go back to more of the outside dining that we helped set up over the summer and fall last year. Uh, and so we're, uh, our theme this time is keep it local, keep it Columbia
0: for and, this grant. And I know, Brian, you're working on the idea that we're trying to capture more of uh, electronic ways to reach out to people. So i know if you want to elaborate on, on, on that a little bit because I know you're kind of spearheading that effort.
3: Yeah, so we're just trying to gain information about the residents, and this is another way of doing that, so we can communicate with people more directly if we need to in situations like this. So that if we have a gift card that you can use in the community, and what a great way everybody wins in this. The res- the re- restaurants win in the community. The residents win in the community. It's just a quicker and easier way to contact people. So we're not going to spam you with, with right, lots
0: of stuff. But the, but the idea in the future, we have everybody's email addresses. We have the ability to communicate, whether it's events, whether it's mm-hmm catastrophes, whatever it is that we have. Urgent Public Safety Matters. Absolutely. That's a nice way to say that. (laughs) She always lifts me up. And uh, and again, a lot of these things, you know, it's funny because, you know, as we reached out to do some of these things, these stimulus things, and as you said we got reimbursed, you worked with the county, but it was fun like when we went down to 50 West with the whole skating ring thing to bring in the county commissioner, President Denise Treehouse and Bridget Kelly, and Tom Brinkman, and just go look, and I think they really thought this is really amazing how you guys have this kind of connection with your businesses. And I said it's not likely. This has been an incredible um, experience of watching the that how many people appreciate what we're doing, and uh, and then like we've said, even the city of Cincinnati did a stimulus package. What looks so similar to ours and and you know what they say imitations is the sincerest form of flattery so i think I, I, I like the fact that we were on the cutting edge of reaching out and doing these things and um and i like the fact that everybody sees the contagious energy of wow this is good and when denise house came out i think she looked and thought wow i get to finally see how these these you know, laws or, or bills and things you write, how it really hits the businesses. We're going to build a skating rink right there. Or we're going to go do these things and you talk to Charlie Severe today and you hear what a success it is and just basically it was a game changer for them. That there would be nobody in that place if it wasn't for that skating rink. That it basically kept people employed, kept them at least a break-even kind of level and yes they would do it again and yes they are extremely thankful and appreciative of what the township did uh, for them. And then when you hear feedback from people in my neighborhood, who I see more, is that they go down there and they have a great experience and it's, it's exciting to see. So that's well, I'd said, like to close on
4: the, my piece of it, just to make sure I don't want to get in trouble. I have Dustin Montgomery here from the, uh, Hamilton County Development Corp today, but the grants that we have applied for uh, or the grant allocations that we received and committed to supporting our businesses and engaging our residents in that in that, um uh, worthwhile activity, uh, we did in partnership with Hamilton County, you mentioned, uh, Denise, and then also with the State of Ohio, you, men- you mentioned Representative Brinkman and Kelly. So they've been very important partners uh, to us, and uh, yes, we are growing into a major regional activity center in eastern Hamilton County, so, and we'll, we'll keep doing that. And the Porsche, to close, the Porsche expansion continues. You can see the building is now framed. Uh, on Plainville at Cambridge, and that uh, development will continue through summer of next year.
0: Thank you. And with that, I guess it's a good segue into uh, the economic development uh, quarterly report uh, with the always correct, always uh, diligent Dustin Montgomery, who we, I, I'm going to tell you, I, everybody that I know that interacts with you or asks you for stuff said, this guy is on it and on top of it. So you need to hear that because that's means a lot to me to hear that. So. I appreciate it.
2: I, I really do. Um, so and you go. I'm glad to get those calls and emails from people in the community and the businesses that you know need assistance because it's an opportunity to provide them with customer service, which I certainly appreciate. Um, you guys have the economic development report in front of you. I don't want to read the whole thing, but I do want to highlight some things from it. Um, as we were talking about grants and partnerships for the community this year, it was a record year for grants for both Columbia Township and to businesses um, that, that, that really contributed to a lot of um, retention in the community. We had six businesses expand or open in Columbia Township. Uh, just real quickly, I wanna highlight three of those. 50 West Burger Bar opened up, Mr. Crab House, and the Madison Place Coffee Shop. Um, the, the, and there were, there were three others, but those, I think that hits our, our focus of the, the restaurants. I wanted to highlight those. Um, both Columbia Township and HCDC provided direct business outreach and assistance throughout 2020. COVID-19 had a huge impact on business activity, and both the township and HCDC worked to touch businesses directly to find out how COVID-19 has impacted them, what kinds of things can be done to potentially assist. Um, and the township completed again in partnership with a grant from Hamilton County. Uh, completed a temporary expanded outdoor dining at Marymount Promenade, and then later in 2021, there's going to be a permanent uh, patio built to facilitate uh, some outdoor dining.
0: And what's the timing of the of the permanency of the the promenade, uh, the, the permanent dining at the promenade? What, what's the timing? Do we do we know?
4: JMA is doing the construction drawings now for the bid package. So it's supposed to be um, not, it should not be more than a month worth of a construction project.
0: So we should see that opening up in so the spring. So we would probably
4: bid it in February and depending on contract availability, we uh, would construct it in March. Open by April.
2: Thanks. Um. With that, I don't have any other highlights I'd like to draw attention to, but if there's any questions on the report, I'd be happy to answer that. Any questions from anybody? Okay. With that, we move
0: on to probably the most important and um, person <laughs> in, in, in our community, which is uh, the, the police and Lieutenant Enderly and the, uh, the, the police report. Uh, Anything to add to the police report or to say? Um, Nothing to add to the report. except uh, uh, sent that this morning, um, As everybody knows uh, Sheriff uh, McGuffey took office on January 4th. Uh, the transition is is occurring as we speak. But the only true change that the residents will see is the name on the door. So we uh, we're going to provide the same level of service. We hope it's a very good level of service. We believe it is um, to the residents as we move forward, and we look we look forward to doing that. Thank you. Any questions?
1: I had a question. On the news, I just barely caught the end of it. A car went over an
2: overpass in Columbia Township.
0: That was that was Uh inaccurate.
2: I I thought.
0: Yeah, the car the car actually was coming down Uh um, Red Bank and lost control and hit the bridge pillar underneath it, overturned. So Uh
2: yeah, it
0: didn't come off. Oh, okay. So I think I just think some members of the media that that were there <laughs> um, took some pictures and somehow there was that
2: information was. was some about two teenagers. Yeah, there was there was several teenagers in
0: the car and a couple of them got picked up and taken to the hospital and then we got contacted when they showed up there. But, okay. so, yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, that we hand it off to talk about the Little Miami Fire District report with the very versatile Mr. <laughs> Lamar. I like
3: the t- 2021 <laughs> president. He's he's doing excellent at the superlatives. Um, I'll be quick here. Um, similar to the previous month's negotiations are still ongoing with the Little Miami Joint Fire District. Um, I think that we're confident that some positives will happen with Marymount as we're um, sharing information with them. In, um, discussions with them. Um, also information sharing going on with Gulf Manor as they exit the Little Miami Fire District later this year, at the end of the year. Um, and also looking at some scenario planning options as we plan for the future of uh, the Little Miami Joint Fire District. That's that's all I have there. Unless there's any questions,
0: comments? Any questions, comments? Uh, all right. Then we move on to the trustees reports. Uh, Ms. Hughes, you need to report?
2: 67 days till spring. <laughs> <laughs> and hey. It'll be here and now's the time we get with staff and talk about the planners and what we're going to put in them. And yeah. There's a new flower that I would like to try. Spring beauty. And Anyway, we're going to be doing that soon. And awesome. add uh, t- to
3: the- two quick things. Um, to add on to um, Lieutenant Enderly, I think on the 9th was National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, so I wanted to point out that uh, how much they're appreciated. And that fortunately, I'm going to get my phone, because I don't want to mess up this story. I was reading a story um, that happened this week, and really what could have been a tragic situation, I don't know if you all saw this, but officers from Montgomery, Evendale, and Hamilton County Sheriff, which weren't part of the um, Columbia Township, I think it was Sycamore Township, they um, a car Um, With a lady in it she was having a diabetic attack and had passed out her car caught on fire because her foot Was on the gas pedal she was in some brush her car caught on fire She was near death these three officers went and really saved her life There you can see the um, officer cam footage of it You can also see the dash cam footage of it And if you don't appreciate how officers will risk their lives to save someone else watch that video and um, it's amazing. Officer Rich Riley, um, I'm not sure which department he's with, but he shot out the window, they opened the door, and you could see fire just coming out of the car. It was really unbelievable. Um, pulled her to safety. Um, he was hospitalized longer than the occupant of the car was. Wow. Had second degree burns, and, he was, and she was in the hospital less than, than he, he was. So, um, horrible situation, but, you know, saved a life, and I just think that was amazing to watch that footage. So I would encourage people to watch it.
4: The car was consumed with flames 31 seconds after they pulled her out. Wow. It was completely gone. Wow! Amazing. So we appreciate you guys so much. Yes. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much. It was an excellent job on our Excellent.
3: Yeah, everyone in all these departments working together. It's beautiful. Um, and the second thing I wanted to point out, we all probably got letters in the mail from Dusty Rhodes, who is the Auditor of Hamilton County, and talking about our property values, which they go up every three years or they, they're reevaluated every three years. And um, I know some residents have a concern about the implications to that. As residents, we're also all concerned um, when this happens. As a newer trustee, and I'm not a tax expert, I'm going to be learning a lot more about this. And as Melissa will talk here in a second, we're going to be doing a podcast, probably a video podcast, to help the community understand the potential impact to I think most property values probably went up. A lot of them in my neighborhood at least went up around 20%. um, it's my understanding well, that...
0: Uh, we'll put the, so the property values went up. Yes. I want to emphasize that's good. Property
3: value going up is good for most residents right. because you get equity in the home. Correct. And that does not correlate to necessarily to a tax increase of the same amount. My understanding is it is likely not going to be that. But more information will come. We'll educate the community and myself about the potential tax implications moving forward. I would expect that maybe in Marchish. Um, but I would read this letter. You'll see, the, um, there, I think the taxes are every six months, so you'll see the, the impact, but it should be minimal for most people. And
0: where can they watch the podcast and when you guys get done doing it and when are you guys going to do it? What do it'll think? be on a
3: lot of different platforms um, on YouTube you, and their we'll, website. Uh,
4: yeah, well, and we'll, we always uh, post the podcasts on Facebook. We post them to YouTube. They're on um, Vimeo and uh, YouTube.
3: So, so, more to come, yeah, but...
4: Rob and Elliot are here. <laughs> but,
3: yeah, you, hopefully everybody got this letter and um, looked at it, and yes, a home increase is always a good thing, except there might be some minor tax implications. So, that's
0: all. all good. And, um, other than that, I was at lunch at Angelo's Pizza probably a week or so ago, and I ran into a couple people that really missed our kind of Christmas, you know, stuff that we've done, and as we'd all said, that it was not intentional to go not have it. it was just looking at the COVID stuff and everything else but we do fully intend to go when it's the right time and everybody feels safe and it, and it feels like you that everybody's on the same page in terms of attendance safety everything else we do intend to do more of these things again so that is clearly on our uh, plate and it's nice to hear feedback that people do enjoy attending them etc so we intend to get back there when it's the right time and it's safe and everybody's in, you know, the right place. Um, that said, that's the end of trustees' reports. Unless somebody else has got anything else to add, and if that, we will move on. Any questions about communications?
4: Can I can I take a minute and share for people who may not yet be on Facebook?
0: Absolutely.
4: Our. Um, we had, so we've started a new podcast series with ESP Media, which also is, is our uh, new um, uh, video uh, production company for our trustee meetings. Uh, and for those of you who have been on Facebook or on our website or on a number of the social, there's like 16 different social media platforms that we started podcast series. Brian's done podcast series, uh, has done podcast, a podcast, sorry, Madison Place. And then David, I know that you and I have done uh, podcast, and then also you hosted um, Fifty West. I think that was our kickoff one, which is a, just a, a fantastic one. If anyone has not seen that yet, it's definitely we just want to see one. That's a great one to go and see. Oh boy! <laughs> it, it's a the, the history of how Fifty West came to be, and then how they pivoted on a dime in order to have a blockbuster year this year despite the odds. So it's really uh, a kind of a heart-to-heart type conversation from the two of the leaders uh, founders there so i wanted to share on the columbia township podcast series brian kicked off at our luminaria light up the night on december 5th a madison place minute and invited people who either lived in madison place grew up madison place have memories operate a business there there was a resident uh, named melissa Uh, not me but one of the interesting things that she said is I love seeing all the development that's happening. I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to seeing more businesses and more people moving into Madison Place and just watch the growth of it. So that was a really neat series, so if you hadn't had a chance to look at that as well, um, there's a number of different people that that, uh, Brian interviews and shares their perspectives. I know Susan, uh, you were on the podcast as well, and Kim Gray and others from the community, and some business owners were as well. So I wanted to share that uh, with people. And then on Facebook, just some key highlights since our last meeting to try to... uh, make people interested if they're not following. Uh, we are very selective about what we post. We want it to be interesting. We don't do it every day. We do it maybe every week. Um, but after our last meeting, we posted, and we talked about this December meeting, We uh, under the We Love Our Businesses, we received another $15,000 grant from CBT Technology, one of our largest employers uh, that we can use toward uh, uh, police services. And so we posted uh, about that company, and they turn 100 next year. The company turns 100. So there's going to be some interesting things happening with that. And then, as I mentioned earlier in the administrator's report, the, that's a ton of leaves. We posted that, and I read some of those comments that we received back. Also, we posted a greeting from the trustees with a beautiful picture of uh, the luminaria, the street lit with luminaria and also the street lights. So the Luminaria were new this year. And the lights, of course is our tradition every year. And we opened it, I won't read all of it, but I wanted to share for anyone who may not have seen it from the trustees to our community, wishing you a deep well of strength and courage this holiday season and a new hope as we prepare to step into 2021. And so we encourage people to, if they needed a breather to look at the picture and Breathe a deep sigh and uh, remember how beautiful that night was. And then this past week we, we posted, and I wanted to share this as well, that our road crew is picking up live Christmas trees to um, give them a new life as wood chips that we can hand out this spring as part of our very popular waste pickup and recycling. Uh, just like any good relationship, waste is only half of it. Recycling is, is just as important. And so for six Mondays after Christmas, the crews pick up live Christmas trees and take them to be chipped and the only change to the schedule is that this coming Monday, the I think it's 18th uh, or 19th, eight, 19th uh, the 18th Monday is a holiday, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and so we will pick up the trees on Tuesday, then we'll go back to our Monday schedule. So we will pick up live trees through February 1st. And so those were our Facebook posts. Okay,
0: awesome. And, and if you can't see already and 2021, et cetera. Uh, We've got a lot of new things coming on, trying to find better ways to communicate, better ways to reach out. If there's a topic that anybody wants to hear about, uh, reach out to your favorite person that is sitting here, or wherever smoke signals, Morse code, whatever, tell us what you want to talk about. From Brian Lamar, Susan, um, Melissa, Caroline, or myself, reach out and tell us what you want to hear about, and uh, we're going to try to find more Informal ways to communicate um, with uh, you via podcast videocast um, However, so, but that that's the goal was to constantly find ways to stay in touch especially since we don't see as many people at these meetings so um, Reach out let us know what you want to hear about that said we move on to the resolutions And we always hand this off to you because you handle them way better than me, <laughs> Melissa
4: <laughs> I practice a time or two before
0: the mic was the best <laughs> Oh love just went down, right?
4: (laughs) Mike had 18 years more experience than me. I'll get there. All right, so the first uh, resolution is one reading only because it's an appropriation resolution. Every year in January, when we begin the new budget year, we are required to certify to the auditor that we are ready to begin spending the funds that we budgeted back in July and submitted so this is activating the budget that was already developed and was shared with the public in a public hearing in July and the amount uh, remains the same. Any changes that we may need to make during the year we will bring forward as we have done through supplemental appropriations. And so this is a one reading only, the Columbia Township 2021 annual appropriation resolution. The budget amount is $5 million seventy thousand four hundred and forty three dollars and the only point of interest that i thought that our residents watching might be interested in is in terms of levy revenue and expenses our five our five services that we deliver in order from highest revenue highest cost to lowest are number one fire although we do not are not the fire District is a multi-member joint district. It is not a Department of Columbia. We do not have direct authority over the fire district. It still is a service that Columbia Township uh, provides through the membership in the district and cost-wise and revenue-wise it is the highest. So it is number one. Number two is police. Well worth it. Number three is roads. Number four is our friend waste and recycling and number five coming in at a under forty something thousand dollars a year is general services. So property code enforcement and uh, office management and those types of things. So are there any questions on our annual appropriation? Okay, I have read the title of the resolution. Um, May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution?
0: Second. Roll call.
4: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kaviki Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted and in effect and will be uh, filed with the county auditor this week. The next two resolutions are emergency. Uh, the first is uh, also a standing resolution in January requesting the county auditor to make advance payment of taxes dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. The county auditor typically provides revenues uh, from levies to communities in April and September of each year in order for us to have access to those funds for the coming months. Um, We and many other communities request advanced settlement. And so this resolution uh, authorizes uh, us to ask the auditor to advance a percentage of those funds to us and then in April the auditor will settle the balance of those funds. So this is an emergency. Do I have any questions? Emergency resolution? Okay. I've read the title of the resolution. Uh, as the first reading may have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. Second.
0: second. Roll call.
4: Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We have dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution?
0: Second. Roll call.
4: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause and make the resolution effective immediately? Second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is now effective. The second emergency resolution is also an annual resolution. Uh, On the subject of snow and ice removal this evening, there are roads in the township that are undedicated for different reasons. Uh, The Ohio Revised Code requires townships to determine just and equitable charges for our crews to clear those roads, as we were talking about earlier, for public health and safety reasons, for fire, police, and medical uh, EMS access. So Columbia Township, as, as do many other uh, townships uh, in Ohio, has calculations for the number of residents on undedicated roads. And then our residents pay into a road levy, which I mentioned earlier. And uh, part of the cost of that road levy goes toward covering the cost of these undedicated roads. So the resolution is establishing just and equitable service charges for the removal of snow and ice from undedicated township roads, dispensing with the second reading, and declaring an emergency. Do you have any questions? No. Um, OK, sorry. So uh, I have read the, uh, I have completed the first reading. May, um, I have a uh, roll call. To dispense right. with the second reading.
0: First, we have to make a motion sorry, to approve. I'm sorry, i for the first. Sorry. Make a motion to approve.
1: Second.
0: Second. Roll call. Oh,
1: wait. I'm sorry. So that was Sue. Turn that Ryan. Um,
4: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kavidi? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Was that? So that was a motion that was to dispense. To dispense the second That's what I got. Thank you. So we've dispensed. I rattled you with that, mic. <laughs> <laughs> <It> did. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you did. I have to send You're
0: her good. Now. You're I really good. I have to have a moment to <laughs> send
4: it. You, you can do
0: it. You can do it, Mark. <laughs> All right. We've dispensed
4: with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So
0: made. Second. Roll call.
4: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause?
0: Second. Roll call.
4: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Capique? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The uh, emergency clause is invoked and the resolution is effective. Our final resolution of the evening is a first reading. Supporting the proposed shared youth pass from from US 50 (coughs) at Spring Hill Drive to Pocahontas Avenue intersection to connect the Little Miami Scenic Trail in Columbia Township to Marymont and to the future Murray Path Extension. As you're aware, in 2020, we participated with Great Parks and a number of other agencies to extend the Little Miami Trail from Newtown Road to Walton Creek. As we are advancing with Great Parks, <coughs> the Little Miami Trail from the east toward Marymont, Marymont is working with a number of groups, including with us. Uh, Columbia Township, we participated as well financially, to advance Murray Trail to the west. At some point the goal is for the two to connect. The next piece uh, in Columbia Township is from uh, Spring Hill Drive to Pocahontas, which is at the Marymount Library. Because the um, that section because that section is in Columbia Township and it is along US 50, it is eligible for ODOT funds through the Eastern Corridor Improvement Project. ODOT has offered to invest funds to completely cover engineering and design for the next phase of the trail. Um, it uh, and has asked Great Parks and Columbia Township to endorsed to ODOT that we are uh, in support of the project and uh, are seeking that they would spend those funds. Great Parks passed its resolution at its December meeting and we now are up to pass it for this meeting. It's a first reading only. And uh, then after ODOT expects that it would be able to complete engineering and design this year and then Great Parks, depending on their efforts with uh, placing a levy on the ballot um, and other private fundraising efforts um, would consider funds that it might be able to budget uh, in balance with all of its other priorities throughout Hamilton County for this next extension. Interesting thing about this piece of it is that the Little Miami Trail currently runs along the river. This would digress and actually be a shared path along the US 50 pavement with a barrier. So it would be pedestrian and cycling. Because of the slope of the hill behind Marymount Promenade, uh, there is uh, not a way to extend the trail along the river. So we would bring cyclists and walkers and all other uh, two-foot or uh, Mm four-footers mode of travel uh, up to 250 at that point and then along 50 in a protected path, shared path, and then over to the library and then it would pick up for the next phase with Murray Trail going around the north side of the housing development and connect over to Plainville uh, at Murray. So. This is our approval to uh, acknowledge to ODOT that we do want them to move forward with design and engineering, and so we have a 30-day comment period from the public, and we'll take up a second reading at the next hearing. Be happy to answer any questions.
0: But there's no motion.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing for me to flub.
3: Any questions? So, so the state would take this year to. Determine the ideal path up that hill, basically, because that's a state road. Correct. Right? Okay. In their
4: design process, <coughs> uh, they, they actually do preliminary engineering, which is they determine the feasibility of several different scenarios, and then and they do that in con in conjunction with, in cooperation with, Great Parks, um, Columbia, and at Columbia's invitation and Great Parks' invitation, Marymont, and other groups as well, because <coughs> they've been so instrumental. It's a it takes a region to build a trail. Yep. Right. A path and uh, then a selection will be made with every, all hands on deck uh, of which alternative is the most feasible from a can we build it and uh-huh. can we afford it, yeah. and will it work? So there's a number of different variables. And then based on that selection, they move into actual design, and that is where they do cost more detailed cost estimating, and then also they put a schedule to the time frame that it would take to construct it. Okay. So we're very fortunate because This section of U.S. 50 is in uh, Columbia Township that we are eligible for these federal funds because it's considered uh, non-motorized transportation. Great. Which is a clean air congestion mitigation.
0: Awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, With that, I make a motion that we approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call.
1: Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes?
0: Yes. All right. And then I make a motion to the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr.
1: Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms.
0: Hughes? Yes. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. It sounds like we're going to have some good things going, and then I'm going to make a motion. Well, I'm going to go there. <laughs> i a little anxious. Uh, so, I, happy New Year to everybody, and we're going to have some good things. We've got a lot of exciting things going on, so... Thank you. Thank you. Thank everybody involved. So, and more important, thanks to the police. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and now to make a motion that we, should Should we adjourn, Caroline? We'll a second. second. Okay. <laughs> I make a motion that we adjourn. Do I have a second? second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes.
3: Mr. Kabiko. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Yes.
4: Almost voted no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. we have a sap-